0: Welcome to Rhythm of Previews, where we check out the preview chapters of Rhythm of War, the fourth Stormlight Archive novel. I am Danielle with the 17th Shard.
1: And hi, I'm Marvin. I'm coming to you from Colina this time around. So
0: Hi! <laughs> <laughs> I really like those backgrounds. They look really, really nice.
1: And i try to match them to the chapter from now on. But we'll see whether we have art of I'll all in. of it. <laughs>
0: So obviously we're gonna have rhythm of war spoilers. You should know the drill by now. Uh, what annotations do we have for chapter thirteen?
1: So yeah, uh, of course, last chapter we had all these cosmic connections, and Brandon. Uh, like we were wondering ourselves whether Brandon will go more deeply into them, and whether they will have more in rhythm of war. And he did not disappoint in his annotation this time around because they. It's all it was about. And Brandon said in it that we are now basically officially in the face of the Cosmere, where he feels confident, carefully mixing in more connections and still feels like he can do it in a way that doesn't or makes the story easy to understand for people who don't read all the books. But uh, for the people or for those of us who do or have read all the books, he tries to put in these behind the scenes impressions and tries to find a balance there between putting these in and uh, only using or basically having them as sort of mysteries for the people who haven't read all the books while not distracting from the core story. And I guess that's good to know that he's not uh, just going off on the in, uh, to the deep end <laughs> and dropping yeah. all the law. And he's also said that chapter 15, which will be next week's, will apparently go even further than this chapter or like last week's chapter. Uh, But we should not expect full cross-series sort of interactions and storylines, at least until the space age. So
0: I guess that means that we're getting more Shalane next chapter. Yeah,
1: probably.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited because... I love the little Easter eggs and stuff. I think they're so fun to find. And and when you don't see one, you you look like later on, people are talking about it. You're like, wait, what? That was who? (laughs) (laughs) so exciting.
1: I just feel like Brendan is doing a really good job of sort of putting in these mysteries. And while like the line about Mrace being able to sense Shalan before she's even there, I feel like that's something that we could theorize very long about Mm -hmm. and somebody who hasn't read the Cosmere is just like, oh, that's something that Mary's apparently can do and we'll see what he's actually are, like why that is. So I feel like he's doing a good job there.
0: And I'm glad that we're not actually getting full on Mm -hmm. storylines that cross the books. I think that would make it really confusing to new readers and to people who only like to read Stormlight Archive because I know they're out there somewhere. (laughs) But for the people who are really into the background storylines, like with Hoyt and all of that, um, it makes it really fun to look for hints and, you know, theory fodder.
1: actually <laughs> Like I feel, I think uh, some people already were very, uh, like even the... Um, Vivenna and oh, Vivenna stuff in rhythm or Oathbringer was too much. Mm-hmm. Like they, well, who is she and where is she coming from? And like straight to my stuff. So I feel a more gradual way of doing it is definitely better than just sort of oh now we're going to schedule and <laughs> checking things yeah. out there or whatever they might do. So.
0: But I think introducing yep. it in a way like where he's introducing all of this stuff to Shalon, an in-character, mm-hmm. you know, um, or in-book character. I think it's a good way of giving just enough information for the new readers because they're in the same shoes as Shalon, or the same boots, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I think that it's it's going quite well for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: agreed. righty. Let's get into this chapter, the epigraph. Navani talking about the gemstones. She says, basically, as long as the gemstone structure remains intact, the spren cannot escape, even if it drains stormlight. And it's an important part of the art of crafting fabrials to be able to manage the stormlight leakage. And then she also mentions logic spren are important for this art as well, but she doesn't mention at this time. Why?
1: Mm-hmm. So, for me, first of all, I feel like the way she talks about how the spren cannot or is like still captive after you drain all the starlight makes me feel because it makes me feel like the relationship there between or like how the spren is used is not one like with a work animal like the Churls or other animals because. Like the child gets fed and taken care of, while the sprint technically could remain captive forever. And I, I assume they get sustenance from the from the stormlight. So, sort of taking that away from them and still keeping them there feeds more exploitative than what we mm-hmm. have with like a normal work animal relationship. So, it also
0: makes me wonder about like the actual construction because she says that managing this stormlight drain is important. So, is there like channels that they can kind of maybe even reuse some of it or or something mm-hmm. like that?
1: I could imagine that the uh, like or in general we know that the gemstone cut is important for mm-hmm. keeping the um, stormlight contained. So that might be something that you also have to consider when you have multiple gemstones in, uh, interacting or something like that. Yeah.
0: And and it's interesting, she also mentioned in the same epigraph, which I know she doesn't separate her, her speech into epigraphs, but um, for our purposes, she mentions the logic sprint. So it makes me wonder if maybe the logic sprint have something to do with managing the stormlight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Like, a, like- I, I, at least like we know now what the next epigraph will be about. So that's mm-hmm. really, or hopefully will be about. But yeah, I, I find it interesting at all that she mentions Logix brand there because from Shana, Shalan, we know that they are pretty rare and she personally mm-hmm. has never attracted them. I think the only instances where we see them is one where Delina shows like the essays to the ACES, um mm-hmm. officials. Where they're like, oh, such great arguments and things like that. And the other one is when, just when they're in the room, like in the where they find the gemstone archive where all the scholars are, and they're also logic friends, So I feel like I I don't know, but yeah, it's like because they are so hard to attract. Um, it's interesting that we find them, especially in these circumstances, like with the like where the scholars are. There's also a lot of artefacts around, probably. So maybe they like they found them that way and found something out about them that yeah. just by tracking them I guess
0: I I'm trying to figure out why they're important because mm-hmm. normally when you think about like spren being attracted they don't really do anything they just express like an emotion or something so what what do they do that makes it important like do they only show up when maybe a scholar is on the right path of logic for designing it or something like, and then they use that as like a, um, like a guidepost on how to create it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I actually really quite like that idea. Like it's sort of, they are not, they don't actually have a mechanical importance really. They're just, uh, oh, when I, when I'm on the right track and like when I do something clever, it shows Mm -hmm. up. And if I don't do something clever, like maybe. Dumb sprenshaw or something like that. Uh, Probably not.
0: I would have a lot of those around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, but I I definitely like that idea that it's sort of um, more um, sort of meta that they have logic sprint showing up and helping them in a way.
0: I mean, that's kind of the first idea that I had for him. So I don't know. All right, so that was the epigraph. Let's. Uh... I actually
1: have one more thing oh. to say about the epigraph. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like just one minor note. Navani says that like most fabrials use stormlight in their, in uh, to have their effect. And mm-hmm. that to me implies that there are some that don't. And I find it quite interesting because like I don't think we have seen any yet that don't require stormlight. Hmm. So, um, I wonder what those would be about because like, I, I thought thought that maybe Span Reads might be some because you put in the mechanical energy, so you don't really need Stormlight, but they also need Stormlight. So, I wonder what those might be just, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, maybe if they drain the gem of stormlight and then the spren inside it wants stormlight maybe it's more effectively used or something mm-hmm. that could be a- which makes me feel really bad for the little spren though. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so chapter 14 voice is the name of the chapter it's a Venley chapter So, Venli is going to a meeting of the nine. During this meeting, they're discussing several important events, and I'm just going to list them because it's hard to (laughs) kind of uh, summarize. So, they're going over the report from Alethkar, and they call it Avendla, the land of the second advance. They're going over um, information about the fourth bridge. They talk about the suppressor Fabriel used by Lesion, the pursuer. Um, They talk about the pursuer's tradition of killing the last person who managed to kill him. That seems like a really important plot point that's going to come up with Lesion. Then they talk about Leshwi's claim on Stormblessed because he killed her body last. And then... um, We meet Raboniel, Raboniel, Lady of Wishes, and she's wanting to seize the tower by luring the colour and Bondsmith away. We know who they are. And then uh, she's also talking about corrupting the sibling to use against the Radiance as though it was some kind of giant suppressor. So... Mm -hmm. Big topics. <laughs> and then um, after the meeting, Shui, uh goes up to Rabaniel Re- and offers her servants to her, but she also plans to use them as spies and even mentions that to Venli, wanting Venli to report back to her about everything that's going on. And then uh, Lesian shows up and he also wants to serve Rabaniel. He uh, wants to do that so that he can get a chance to get back at Kaladin even though Leshwi's claim on him was approved by the Nine. And then um, Venli speaks to Leshwi and asks uh, she kind of mentions the subject of finding a land away from fused in humans for the Singers and Leshwi warns her not to mention that around any other fused. And then Timber at the very end Makes a suggestion to Venli to possibly capture a human radiant to teach her about her abilities. So, yeah. <laughs> lots of stuff um, mentioned in this, even though not a lot actually like occurred. We got a big info dump. <laughs> what yeah. are your reactions <laughs> to <laughs> no, this chapter?
1: Uh, let's try doing going through it somewhat chronologically, like okay. uh, from 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 the beginning. I I really like. Um, seeing all of the singer culture now and how Wendley talks about their architecture and also like the design, I guess, of the nine, how they are in these stone pillars and um are sort of trapped in them. That's just really cool to learn all of that.
0: Yeah, the um the buildings that is looking at, she's very impressed with them and they seem really organic in shape and almost like aerodynamic for the storms to be able to pass through. Cause I mentioned they leave the windows open and then the walls are like kind of formed in this shape that creates almost like, like a crown at the top. And it's a really cool concept and it almost seems like a advanced technology beyond what the humans are able to do. And um, I like that because uh, it shows Every time there's a desolation and stuff, there's like another re- regression in technology and they're talking about how the humans are, they have steel weapons now and we've got them, let them get further than we ever let them before. So really interesting.
1: And I feel like uh, that with these organic shapes, I wonder, like, we know that the, we, and you few them, which we learned, Fananim, the ones of alteration, mm. uh, apparently they're big architects and, like, the builders of these, um, of the, it's the Colina, Colina Palace where they're mm. at. So they've sort of restructured or rebuilt it in their way. And that makes me wonder whether or what search they have access to, because, like, Alteration makes me think transformation, probably. Mm. But like it would fit the term. But the way these shapes are more organic, I almost feel like it could be tension or cohesion because mm-hmm. um, we see that one stone ward sort of reshape the stone and make it uh, flow better, so and shape it. So that would fit these organic shapes more. I feel. But yeah, it's definitely intriguing to learn another fused name at all.
0: Mm-hmm. And these ones of alteration, they're like engineers and architects mm-hmm. and things. So, yeah, I definitely like that um, theory that they're kind of the complement. So, yeah, and they're really interesting looking, too. They're like a different shape. They have longer, lanky bodies mm-hmm. and... um don't their carapace like create crowns on their heads and stuff? Yeah,
1: it it like it looks like it at least, and that mm-hmm. also makes me wonder whether they uh, are the tension or cohesion ones because in Orthrena we see a fuse sort of reshape his carapace to sort mm-hmm. of form a helm and a helmet and. Um, uh, like spikes in her, on his hands as weapons. So that for me would fit them because Wendy also doesn't on, only call them the ones, ones of alteration but also the altered ones. So it makes me almost think like they altered themselves and so mm-hmm. they shape themselves. That would at least fit for me. But yeah.
0: Definitely yeah. cool to get these. It's really, really interesting and it makes me think so we didn't talk about this in the summary, but the nine are these these fused that are trapped in like stone pillars. And that plus these people who are able to change their carapace makes me think about like how the are made, like like a melding of these elongated bodies with stone and carapace. So I don't know. It's just it gives me a whole aesthetic for <laughs> the singers and the fuse. So it's, it's really interesting.
1: And uh, regarding the nine there, I really wonder whether they are, whether they, that's their decision and it's just a cultural thing that they form this sort of ring of stones, uh, pillars, and like that, or whether it's something that Odium said they should do. And uh, that's something that I really like, or whether it's even something that remained from the old singers, like before um, Odium. Uh, they went to Odium, so they're definitely an intriguing group.
0: It, it's an interesting callback to the swords left behind by the heralds in a in a circle. Mm. And there's nine, and they're facing each other. It's it's almost <laughs> like like they I don't know if they are kind of trying to mimic that in their own like religion or or belief system or something. They're very creepy, though. the <laughs> The idea of these like living beings being encased in stone, and they don't even eat. They eat from odium, like mm-hmm. odium's light or whatever they called it. Yeah. It's just, and it's so strange to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like the way they sing some song at the beginning of the meeting, mm-hmm. that's like really strange. That Wendy can't even understand, although she has these connection abilities, and she thinks it's something that odium actively mm-hmm. uh, suppresses. That I, I find just they're yeah they're really creepy I guess
0: like yeah, uh, and it makes me wonder how insane they might be. Oh like, yeah, they're making yeah. all these decisions and they're they're like accusing Leshwe of being insane and stuff and like they're they seem way older than her you know more ancient.
1: Yeah, that makes me wonder just. How the nine, and we learn in this chapter that they apparently get chosen, so it's mm-hmm. not like they are some sort of like they were the first use or something, apparently. Because we also learn that uh, Raboniel um, used to be one of the nine and that now long no longer isn't, so I is, so yeah, that makes me wonder how they get determined whether it's Odium just saying, Okay, now you you become one of the nine, or whether it's Maybe determined
0: by their passions because like they're all of the fused are trying to prove how passionate they are mm-hmm. about something and that kind of lifts them up in everybody's eyes like like lesion being so passionate about continuing his tra- uh, tradition and uh maybe it's some it has something to do with that could be yeah. they to, like prove themselves or something
1: mm-hmm. It could actually, like, maybe it's sort of, oh, uh, it could actually be something even more simple. And it's just like the fuse that have lasted the longest in the last mm-hmm. installation or something like that, maybe. And
0: but that doesn't explain be, why um, this rabonial lady yeah. used to be one. And then, oh, that, yeah. Like, what decision right. was made?
1: And she she said, like, Bendy or oh, Lesh, like, uh, she said that she was one for a long time. So, yeah, I guess. That doesn't really make sense. Mm. Oh yeah, but uh, regarding them being encased in uh, stone, what Wendy also says that apparently the fuse can just willingly leave bo- their body behind, which mm. I don't I think is new. We haven't known this before. Or like they could have uh, themselves killed. They don't really need to be in the stone, but apparently they choose to be like that. And Wendy saying that she they can do that willingly, that makes me wonder whether lesbian like that's the trick they use. They just use it and then do something with their body or whether that particular ability to leave the body and sort of reach on it immediately is something that is particular to this kind of kind of use.
0: Yeah. They do seem to have their own little like niche. So maybe, um, Lesian being this pursuer, um, that's something that he's perfected because Mm -hmm. he's, he's so focused on, um, you know hunting down the last person who killed him that's like his his big thing and so maybe he he uses this as like his just defining characteristic yeah. and then the nine they can do that but they choose not to they choose to just stay in that stone so there's <clears throat> there's nothing like keeping them in there as far as we can tell and yep. hmm, maybe maybe it's like pride
1: yeah, or like it's a, an honor for them to be like uh, one of the nine, so they don't really see a reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: to do that. Or maybe the stone also serves like, because they do have that weird song and um, mm-hmm. sing to each other. Maybe it's just something that's required, maybe in some form, like maybe it's even void binding or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like like a tuning fork, you know, how you have to like, yeah. you know, make vibrations and stuff and that resonates. All throughout, maybe this like nine pillar thing is some kind of uh, resonation or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but it's trippy, and I want to see a lot of the heart <laughs> <Yes>. of it.
1: <laughs> yes, please. And that's interesting. Like, we now know that the fuse do have leaders, and mm-hmm. like, they that we also learned that Leshwe definitely is not one of their upper leaders, mm-hmm. and instead, she's. That's more really more like Kaladin in their society so he's um high, i guess you could say he's one of a high uh, she a high ranking dark eyes or a low ranking mm-hmm. light eyes sort like of a use high comparison mhm yeah exactly and yeah. that's really interesting to learn that she isn't higher up because so far i've had the impression that she actually would be
0: yeah um <laughs> i was way off in my prediction about that in the last weekly <laughs> chapter um but it is really cool that she actually strategized to put herself in that position. Mm-hmm. It let her, you know, run after this fused to talk to her and it let her kind of speak up as well in this meeting. So it gives her a little bit of power and then it also gives her a little bit more leeway to do her own thing.
1: Yeah. And I feel like probably it also uh, enables her to go uh, actually go into battle. And do something there and like she has that weird infatuation with the with the Windrunners. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. uh that might also be a factor that she
0: Sorry if you hear my she, dog <laughs>
1: <laughs> That she'll actually get to see the Windrunners that way. Like she talks about them being uh, or she at least says they would be good ser- or great servants.
0: Yeah. Um, I bet she wants Kaladin to be her servant. <laughs>
1: It, oh, this chapter definitely yeah it definitely didn't not have the Kalashri Shiva.
0: right <laughs> it's it's fun to see all the theorizing about that and mm-hmm. the shipping <laughs> yep but it's it is interesting that like Venli and Leshwi and they're not like that super important mm-hmm. I mean Venli had notoriety for being like the last listener and stuff but now she's just a voice of Leshwi, and Leshwi's not that high, high ranking, but yet they're still known. They're still able Mm -hmm. to speak up. So it's kind of like, almost like a democracy or something where they have these nine people working under Odium, I guess. And they're, they're letting people like bring a case to them and they decide together what they're going to do about it.
1: Yeah, like uh, that chapter really made me wonder because Slashwee is apparently known or at least the nine know her name.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that makes me wonder just how many fews there are. Because um, we know there are probably at least a few dozen or like at least two dozen uh, heavenly ones. We've mm-hmm. actually seen them numbered. But just how many there are is like they can't be that many, I guess, if they all know each other and somebody like Lezien can grow to such notoriety that everybody knows them?
0: Well, when they wake up, they mention that there's, it's kind of staggered. Like um, they say that they're meditating and then <laughs> they awaken in return. And that made it really confusing too, because I just finished reading Warbreaker. So <laughs> <laughs> every time they mentioned returned, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they return in like, groups so mm-hmm. a few at a time so maybe i'm thinking maybe they do that on purpose to give them a chance to like reacclimate to the conditions and to create this hierarchy and um you know have reconnaissance teams which mm-hmm. they mentioned and and you know gather intel while while more keep coming so i don't know yeah. if that's like on purpose or if that's just how it's How it's working?
1: Yeah, just like how do they like who? How do they decide? Okay, now this wave gets to go back. Is it like seniority or something else? And that's actually also something that um, Wendy asks in this chapter. Like, can new views be made or are they limited now? That's also something I find really interesting. And like, she's thanks for asking that, Wendy. Should just mm-hmm. yes, ask yes, somebody you, who actually then. knows.
0: <laughs> Living up to her curiosity as a Will Shaper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cool because she asks that, and she's wondering like, would would I be able to become immortal? Mm-hmm. And then Timber's like, mm don't go, down, <laughs> yeah. don't go down that road. You know, it's kind of interesting. Like every time she she thinks about like something and wonders if she would be able to do it, then Timber's like, no, no, don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah the nine they also seem to have some really deep understanding of rosha like they i feel like they either they get deeper knowledge through being in the nine or they just because they have been on rosha for so long they just intimately know the planet but um they stress how like the humans like you said they now think they are technologically advanced or more advanced than the singers in some ways but also behind them in others Mm-hmm. How they still do not understand like the nature of the tones of the world, which clearly is talking about the rhythms and all of that, um, and I find it quite intriguing how, yeah, how well they know their planet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually also what made me wonder whether they were some of the first fuse because they still have like their old law um, mm-hmm. attached to them, I guess, or with them, but I guess that's not the case. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they're, like, corrupted, you know, by mm-hmm. odium. Like, these these rhythms are not known to, like, instinctually known. So, you know, Venli's confused by some of them that she hears and stuff. It makes me wonder, like, is there some kind of attunement? Like, when Navani hears the tone when Dalinar opens the mm-hmm. perpendicularity, like, is that tone, like, some kind of attunement for the rhythms that would bring understanding and maybe it's like out of key or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Like it would actually really be cool. uh, I I think there even was a question or something like that, whether the human or like a wop about it, but I definitely don't remember that actually was the one uh, where somebody asked whether the humans would eventually be able to hear the rhythms. Mm. I think there was something like that, but I feel like that probably might be the case and maybe you're seeing sort of starting to see the beginnings of that where certain people are starting to see sort of the deeper nature of Rosha and how like the the all all the symbiosis and things like that
0: Mm. yeah and speaking of old fused (laughs) uh lesion apparently was Mm -hmm. the first fuse to be killed by a human like that's
1: it's just crazy
0: that seems (laughs) so ancient like Mm -hmm. there's I don't know, and and then that that's where his his whole tradition comes from, and his passion, you know, capital P passion, um, and and he's kind of like obsessed with it, and he really yeah. wants to kill Kaladin. Like everybody's after Kaladin in this book. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And it almost makes me like whether Lesion has lost his mind from the very beginning, mm-hmm. sort of, because he was the first to be killed, and that just sort of
0: yeah. Something, or maybe you know, he has a just, complex like he was the first mm-hmm. one to be killed so maybe he feels like he has to like prove himself yeah. because he was weak at the beginning <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah speaking of him in general we actually get uh, the fuse or the brand name for them now it's uh, the oh, nexim yeah. the, those like ones that. of the husks yeah, it, that one sounds neat Yeah, I don't know how I feel about these im suffixes uh, like it's the ones but it, I don't know it's It's a lot of terms to keep
0: in mind. Yeah, I don't remember any of them, but I think I'll be able to remember nexim because that's a kind of cool word to say.
1: And I find that these names are definitely very descriptive in nature, like the husks, Mm -hmm. the heavenly ones, the ones of Mm -hmm. alteration, they probably also are very evocative of what they do. Mm And. What I also found interesting is that Wendy actually calls them the ninth brand of Fuse, not like one of them, but the ninth one. So, Mm. uh, And she says that there are very few of them. So I wonder whether like the ranking is something that's just sort of inherent and that Mm. she just came up with herself or whether it's actually something to do with how many there are of them, because we do know there are quite a few Shanaeum, or like Mm -hmm. heavenly ones. So... Maybe that's something that they are ranked by number or like how many of them there oh. are.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like <laughs> the ninth brand, like maybe, maybe it was, he's the last one to show up or the ninth brand. I don't hmm.
1: know. If two to Kaladin at least he is a new brand, but that also might be explained by them just being rare.
0: Yeah. So yeah. They have only ones. They seem like, they're a counterpoint to windrunners and there's lots of Mm -hmm. windrunners now so it makes sense and do we have a theory about what the counterpoint one to the nexim would be
1: Uh, (laughs) it's hard like if that
0: even is how it works yeah
1: Yeah, if it does work that way i guess like we aren't even completely sure at which uh, which uh, search they use. So if mm-hmm. it is teleporta- uh, transportation, it's either the else callers or the wheel shapers. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the else callers would also fit the like the altered ones now, I feel. Like at least from like the, the engineers and architects and stuff like that, so that would fit, I guess. Like the scholars of them.
0: Mm.
1: But it could also fit others, so
0: yeah, that's it's kinda interesting. I don't know if that's how it works, but it, yeah. it seems like that's how it would work. Like, except that there's nine of them, so maybe one of the orders of knights radiant is not maybe like bondsmith or something.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, I think that's the common theory mm. that like you don't have a bondsmith equivalent. Mm. But we we don't really know anything about their power set. Like, we don't yeah. technically know any of the searches yet, apart from the. Every ones use gravitation probably and the uh, mm-hmm. one with the like uh, the ones of the masks or whatever they call them, they use illumination for mm-hmm. illusions. But apart from that, I don't feel we can say anything definitely yet. Definitely something that book has this book has to enlighten us on.
0: I know. We're getting so much, but we're getting more questions than answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they talk about um the the different ideals that the radians are at. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they mention like, oh, Kaladin must have been the fourth ideal. That's what and is like, that's how he got defeated, but no, he's not. We know that he's not. And so there's something about the fourth ideal that means that they're able to break through the uh, suppressor Fabriel or maybe mm-hmm. any fabrial. Um There's, there's something extra beyond like just plate, you know?
1: If it is played,
0: we yeah, if it is, <laughs> know,
1: but like that's also something I was wondering. Like, Leshy says she would know if he was fourth oath, oath. Mm-hmm. so is it just because he would have had played, or is it something else she can tell about a uh, fourth oath, ra- radiant? But yeah, that suppressor fabric is also really interesting because, well, uh, like, she they express, explicitly t- talk about how they have to get rid of the bondsmith and the else caller. For mm-hmm. because they can apparently get through its suppression effect, so probably fourth hours in general can do that.
0: So the planning is to go into the tower and take over the sibling and corrupt it to turn it inverted into like a suppression fabril. Right? That's like mm-hmm. that's the big plan, mm-hmm. and yep. they yep. feel like it will only work because they. Don't have any, or may may only have one fourth ideal level radiant, and so that makes me think that something that that's what makes me think that something about the fourth ideal lets them like override this this suppression mm-hmm. or any type of uh, fabril.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know. I what feel to- like, yeah, we theorize about how the fabril might work at all, and. This, to me, seems like it pro- might really have something to do with connection or something mm. like that, because if the, the connection between the, or like the bond, like the literal connection between the uh, Radiant and the Sprint is strong enough, they can still have their powers and uh, use them because the fab- Fabriolist is just, just isn't strong enough to temporarily break that.
0: Yeah, well, so the quote from way. this chapter is, their oaths may be advanced enough, to push mm-hmm. through the suppression, much as the Unmade have done at the tower in the past."
1: Yeah. So maybe it's just also a matter of raw power level,
0: mm.
1: because you can, yeah, just more powerful in general, mm. also be a case. But like speaking of the suppressor in general, I find it really interesting that because in the Navani chapter where she sort of inspects the drawings of it or yeah, no, the device itself, she notes how the gemstone arrangement is similar to what she found in um uh mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see that apparently uh, Raboniel actually apparently took inspiration from that for the suppressor febril, right. so
0: <laughs> my dog is barking
1: <laughs> so that tells me that. For one, Raboni apparently was in the tower at some point and got even so far as to go through the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And also that Navani is a really good scholar and actually uh, was able to sort of notice the similarity and so deduce something from it. She's not just an imposter.
0: Yeah. The last Venley chapter that we had, um, we were talking about... Um, the tower I'm not going to try and pronounce mm. it anymore the <laughs> tower and how it, it can suppress um, like the fused or something and I was kind of a little bit on the right track about how they're trying mm-hmm. to change it to um, suppress the abilities of the radiance like um, there's something in the tower that's like a a protection device that can be switched like inverted so it can protect against one or the other so I feel a little redeemed about yeah. that. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But cool. like, Rabonia Re- thinks she can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. Uh, whether yeah. she'll actually... Like, because she is a little uh, crazy at this point, probably. Yeah.
0: And
1: might have these yeah. ideas, but whether...
0: Uh, she... It almost sounds like she's talking from the seat of her pants, like oh, she's going to rely on her talents and the gifts of Odium to do all of this like talent. Okay. Like maybe she has like some special ability to work with Fabriel or corrupt. Spren inside a gemstone or something. Um, but the gifts of Odium, like that's, <laughs> was, she, was she gifted something? Like she told something from Odium about that? Mm-hmm. like. Or was just is this just faith? Like maybe she's just like I
1: guess maybe justified.
0: the
1: like, her her um, gifts from audio might just be that like her fused abilities and like mm-hmm. the searches she has access to because she is one of the altered ones. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we actually should like just mention that that apparently. The group of youths that um, she came with was what Leshy was worried about. So mm-hmm. Leshy seems genuinely terrified of Reboniel. And like mm-hmm. she apparently has done some really bad stuff in the past isolations.
0: Yeah. The uh, Lady of Pains. Mm-hmm. Like no, she's Back the Lady of Pains. And- <laughs> well, <laughs> she gets to be the Lady of Pains. Yeah. She's kind of creepy. Like they're like oh she she released this plague and it killed one out of every 10 humans but it also killed one out of every hundred and and then she's supposed to have engineered it that way like Uh, how does she maybe this is part of her gift like her talents yeah
1: actually like uh it Let's assume that the altered ones have access to transformation, so they can do soul casting and stuff. Because we, that's also noted that the, the pillars of the nine, they are soul cast stone. Mm-hmm. So um, that might not be a terrible assumption. So maybe it's just that um, she, like, she had a couple of thousand of years. To mm-hmm. master that ability, so maybe she has gone so far that she can change individual sort of aspects of something instead mm-hmm. of just transforming it completely to another substance. So, because we know she only made that plague in the last isolation, or like, yeah, the last isolation. Yeah, maybe she just is that good of a of a soul caster. Mm-hmm. If that's how well,
0: the only other option, the only other uh, mention of a plague was the what the cold from the war- world hoppers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like a red herring or <laughs> but something. I,
1: we like Lyran in, in his like in the first chapter of this book. Actually, like he talks about how they have heard of plagues in the past that killed lots of people, mm-hmm. and that makes me wonder whether maybe Raboniel or the fuse at least were up to that somehow. Mm-hmm. Because it definitely points towards the the desolations not being not just conventional warfare, but they actually use bioweapons effectively. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. like really interesting.
0: Pretty despicable though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I I find her a really cool character, but
0: uh, Oh yeah. yeah she, I love her character because she's giving yeah. us so much juicy information. <laughs> like she is just talkative.
1: <laughs> yep. She, she almost feels like like a, a Disney or like a, a cartoon villain who just talks about all his plans in front of the.
0: <laughs> She's monologuing. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> just. Giving I'm a- okay with
0: info. monologuing, please <laughs> yeah. monologue at us.
1: <laughs> in this case, it's really good. Like oh, yeah. we, we finally got some uh, sibling stuff as well. Oh,
0: I know.
1: Grabonis oh. says that apparently, like the dead, uh the sibling is essentially a dad. Like essentially, like what mm-hmm. does it mean? Is it just too powerful to be a full Deadeye or what's going on there?
0: It seems like a little more info than what the Stormfather gave us about this <laughs> place, like sleeping.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So maybe the Stormfather was not wanting to mention that it's a Deadeye because mm-hmm. maybe it can be exploited in some way. Yeah. But um uh Raboniel is also mentioning the like the heart of the sibling being in the tower. So it's almost like the tower is the sibling, like maybe the sibling's yep. like physical body.
1: Yeah, that that's one direction you could go in, I guess. Like, And that there, definitely lends way to it, to these theories. I think there are some out there that theorize that like Eurythiro is actually the sibling's physical form. Um, but it also would just fit that the sibling is sort of really... Um, Running the whole tower, and it's not just mm-hmm. that, uh, like the heart has to be running, and then the rest just starts working. But she, the sibling, has to actually actively sort of take care of everything. But yeah, definitely interesting to learn about uh, that that heart of the sibling, how they talk about it.
0: And then it could be corrupted by odium.
1: It could be, yeah.
0: And inverted. It's kind of. It makes me wonder what the big. Ending for Rhythm of War is going to be like, is it mm-hmm. going to be something about the sibling? Like, that's what it makes me feel like it's going towards, like, awakening the sibling or something like that. Like, but at the same time, like, this whole part is about that. So we still have like multiple <laughs> parts left. Yes. So,
1: uh, actually, something I ch- sort of have to uh, put in here, I guess, is that, uh, the Second part like the blurb for the second part of the German translation of Rhythm of War came out recently.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> and it talks about how they have to hurry to sort of figure out Eurythuru and things mm-hmm. like that. So that also sort of p- makes me wonder whether that really will be the final sort of conflict, maybe that uh, the fuse or the singers start an assault on the tower and um they then have to figure out quick, like they either they figure out reviving or like activating mm-hmm. the sibling again or it falls to the to the singer's song method so mm-hmm. i could definitely see that now especially given that blurb that it's apparently mm-hmm. a euro will be important
0: well we knew that it was going to be important yeah but we know we also know book five is going to be this big culmination of the mm-hmm. first section of this series so we're ramping up we have to have dire consequences at the end of this book to lead into that one i think another thing that was mentioned about the fused and the sibling was that the fused can be trapped and imprisoned within a perfect gemstone like the unmade that is new.
1: <laughs> that is very new. Yeah, <laughs> like how We talked about that like in the one of the very first chapters about mm-hmm. how maybe like with the spear that mm-hmm. uh, Leshu has. Yeah, so, that's my theory. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That apparently they can be trapped. And it's- yeah,
0: and and the humans quite haven't made that connection yet. But with the way that Navani is going with her research into trapping Spren. Maybe she's going to make this connection with the Fused and then the tides will turn in the war. And then um is going to be in a real position of power, but also she's going to be in danger because she's mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the fulcrum of this whole turning point.
1: Like learning that makes me want Lesion to be the first Fused to <laughs> become trapped as well because it would I be know. really fitting not only the first one to be killed by a human but also to yeah. be trapped by a human. That would, that would be, be really that would be a good
0: ending for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he gets his just re- rewards. Yeah, he's so prideful and like haughty and dismissive of Leshwe and stuff. He needs mm-hmm. he needs a good ending.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fact that they can be trapped is also, also seems to be sort of the driving uh, motivation for for Rabonial. Because mm-hmm. she talks about how um, she doesn't want to be trapped and just wants to put an end to these uh, all these isolations and like she she actually talks about how she might have a way to end the oath pact. So mm-hmm. yeah, and Leshwi does not necessarily see it that way. I feel
0: yeah, and Raboniel, Re- however you pronounce it, um, <laughs> she definitely is confident that this is the last one. You know, she's like, yep. this is it. And she's kind of overconfident about, about things. So, and then Lashley, her whole, whole thing, the whole reason she's fighting seems to be so that she can provide a place for what she calls the ordinary singers, which is kind of what Fenley's like looking for. So (laughs) Venley brings that up after she hears her say that, like, you're going to inherit this land after this is done. And we don't want to leave it all, you know, desolate. We don't want to prove that we're better at, Killing people, we want to give you a place that you can live. Venley is like, oh wow, she she might be on my side. I'm gonna start bringing it up, and then Leshy's like, don't talk about that with anybody else. <laughs> it's
1: actually, I, I wonder whether the other few feel like. Leshy does like either they as far as we have seen so far, either they have come gun kind of just completely mad and don't really or can't really do anything anymore, mm-hmm. or they are more on that side like how Rabonia is like she sort of seeks a way to end their returns in a way even because um, she doesn't want the uh, desolation or their returns to continue. Mm-hmm. So I wonder whether they're more on Lashley's side as well.
0: I mean, it's almost like they kind of see the forest for the trees where they're, they just see the fights and the war and the battle, but they don't really remember why. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's kind of like, and and then their insanity and, you know, just overall, like agelessness is kind of getting to their heads and they're they're just obsessing over one thing without realizing, what are we doing this for in the first place?
1: Yeah. And I guess, what are they really doing it for in the first place? Like it's, yeah. what are they even fighting for in a way? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting because... Are they still fighting for? Or are they fighting for Odium to free him eventually, or, and would sort of Raboniel's plan even have that as a consequence that mm-hmm. Odium might be freed, or is it just that their cycle has ended and Odium would still be trapped? So it's something to consider, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting this whole chapter how we get a, a look at the enemy, you know, mm-hmm. and we see their discussion and we see their plotting and we even get to see inside their heads a little bit about like what they're doing it for and everything so it gives them a really good like fleshing out and it makes them a really good adversary for us to yeah as a reader to to actually care about like the whole you're invested in the story and and the war and you want to know, you know, how is it going to end just because mm. we have more information about them.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it also helps that we get to see like, not all the fuse are the same and like there are factions within uh, the singers that do not at all have the same goals. And it just, yeah, it really puts a lot of depth into them off. Uh, mm. Yeah.
0: But I'm glad uh, we also have like the typical, like lesbian. I feel like it's, you know, Chaotic, yes. evil, like goofy, mm-hmm. like a super villain kind of kind of guy. So
1: I actually feels uh speaking of Lesian is again is like uh, very thankful to Leshree that she sort of claimed Kaladin for herself mm-hmm. because I mean I guess Lesian will try to find a way around it even when Lee speculates on this, but it would at least be good for Kaladin to get some respite and uh like yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, now that Dalinar yes. took him off the field, he's going to be like more protected. They're not even mm-hmm. going to be able to find him. Like probably. Yeah. I, I wonder how that's going to work out. Is he going to like defy his orders and go out and and then put himself in more risk and
1: I don't know. I I definitely could uh, uh see could see Kaladin do that because that's sort and of then how he a, is.
0: Moash Vire was there mm-hmm. and he was like, he even brought up Kaladin. He's like, Well, what about Stormblast? Don't you have a plan for him? And they're like, We can deal with a soldier. And <laughs> he's like, Okay, whatever you say, you know, I don't know. It's going to be this big culmination. All these people are going to be coming after Kaladin yep. right now. And and Leshwi wants to get there first. <laughs> but She doesn't really know why. Like, she can't really pinpoint exactly why. Like, her, her, Reasoning of oh the Windrunners would be good servants, that seems really yeah, flimsy. That's, mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: like like she she's got honor in her, you know, and she respects the honor of the Windrunners and Kaladins, especially. So there's gonna be something interesting going on with his storyline. Yep, definitely.
1: Raboniel or like the the nine also talk about or Raboniel says she wants to use Terrancian finally, sort of as they have the weapon, why shouldn't they use it? Mm-hmm. And how Raboniel uh, Tarantian apparently already told them about guard patterns and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I assume he'd also be able to tell them what Kaladin is up to and where to find him. Maybe if they, because I think they are concerned a little about him. But it does make me wonder just how much Tarantian actually, like how much truth he tells them and how much he tries to just mislead them.
0: Yeah. He's wily. Mm -hmm. He's kind of, you know, he's got his own plan, you know, his his big uh, diagram. And so he's probably trying to manipulate them while they're trying to manipulate him as their, <laughs> their spy. And then yep. they were talking about the other spy that the Sons of Honor have nearby that Shallan doesn't know about. So there's all sorts of like I, intrigue and stuff. I'm, I'm,
1: but I'm not actually sure whether they're talking about that spy there. I feel like it's probably just Terroentian. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, in this chapter... Right. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. They. They. But they do say they have somebody close to Delina. That which again mm-hmm. makes me think like Tarantino. Like they already have are suspicious of him after what he's done in Oathbringer. So would he really be that close to them still? It's mm-hmm. It's a little weird.
0: Well, they probably don't have, like, all the intricacies of Mm. Tera and and (laughs) Dalinar's relationship and stuff. They probably just feel like, you know, he can give them information. But what I'm saying about the other spies, like, there's all kinds of misinformation being passed around. So there's, like, a lot of secrets and stuff that may not get to the surface. And then, you know, one person might give... False information, and then the other person reports it back to, you know, their their people, and so it's just kind of like a spider's web, you know.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I also just found it cool to finally hear something about Tarantino at all because <laughs> we didn't hear much of him or anything of yeah. him so that's far. True. So that's cool. He's he's still alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, sticking around. That old yeah. old goat. Yeah, and then. um at the very end, Venley is talking about, you know, she wants to learn more about her abilities and things. And Timber kind of perks up and he's like, oh, you can learn from the humans. You can capture one <laughs> 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 and force them to teach you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like Venley will not just capture a human, but it at least makes me like how she's now also um, starved to um, uh, Raboniel. So mm-hmm. she definitely is in a position now where she can will probably be able to interact with uh, our human protagonists mm-hmm. and maybe even sort of see that, or oh, maybe they're not too bad after all. And like, maybe she will join the Radiance properly. Properly.
0: Yeah. And she's curious and adventurous and she wants to learn as much as she can. So yeah. she seems more open too learning from the mm-hmm. humans, even though Timber kind of seems to be really distrustful of them. Yeah. So he was like, just capture one. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's just also cool to like uh see another spren who interacts differently with his radiant mm-hmm. than all the others. Like they all have their own personality. And it's just cool to sort of not see Timber Talking at all, but instead see Wendy interpreting uh, mm-hmm. for her. So, yeah, that's definitely the cool sort of idea that Brandon had there.
0: Yeah, kind of like an internal little conscience or something. Yeah. Without using <laughs> words, Venley's able to understand, like, kind of what Timber is saying.
1: Uh, one final thing from me, maybe, which we've Mm-hmm. So of can also forgot talking about maybe is that how Lesion like some new learned how Lesion was even able to become the pursuer and kill whoever killed him in the Desolation, mm-hmm. is that apparently the Desolation worked in a way that the fuse could come back as long as none of the herald or all of the her- heralds weren't dead. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely something new. <laughs>
0: yeah and i actually found that kind of funny how so that he when he has to go back he kills himself so he doesn't yeah. have to like go after a human i, I just thought mm-hmm. that was like kind of like funny hubris or something about yeah. it Lesbian.
1: the law about him i think it also taught us at least a rough time frame for how long the dissolations lasted. Because Leshwies, or somebody at least says it has been like he's been doing it for six thousand years. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think either like it either it has been six thousand years before the last dissolution or it's been six thousand years in total. Uh, but at least that gives a rough time frame of um just how many or how long how long of a time period the desolations lasted, I guess. So that's
0: yeah, cool. I'm still a little fuzzy on how she describes how the desolations work. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's in here. I'm just going to try and find the actual quote. So it says, there was something special about the way the human heralds interacted that would lock the fused on Braes, the land called Damnation by the humans. Only once the fused broke the heralds through torture, sending them back to Roshar, could a return be initiated. This cycle had played out for millennia until the last desolation, where something had changed. Something to do with a single herald and an unbreakable will. It's everybody's favorite herald, I would hope. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's, that's just such a cool line, like, and an unbreakable will, because that's who talent. Yes.
0: <laughs> so so basically, what I understand is um, when the Fused torture the Heralds and then the Heralds come back to Roshar, then the desolation starts over again mm-hmm. until all the Heralds die and go back to Braze?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's actually like uh, I it doesn't or uh, isn't 100% clear whether all of the Heralds have to be dead for the Fused not to be able to come back or whether it's just at least one of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely sounds like, and it also sort of explains how there could have been like these large scale battles at the end of a dissolution. always, because um, the way it probably did work is that the f- heralds came back and started teaching the humans, I guess. Mm-hmm. Then the few started trickling back and um, started, I guess, training the singers. And then when they sort of, when the heralds thought, okay, now we can really fight, they said, okay, let's fight, I mm-hmm. guess, somehow. And then sort of almost died willingly, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that's how then the isolation is what Leshy calls it started again. And then the shoes yeah. couldn't come back.
0: The Heralds have like a lot of power in this <laughs> oath package. <laughs> yeah, they do, <laughs> like, yeah. But it's really interesting now that, um, you know, Moash or Vire. Umver- has that dagger
1: mm-hmm.
0: we wonder what the repercussions are of him killing off all the heralds like permanently
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i guess talon was enough to keep the Oathpick viable but now also we have the everstorm which changes stuff a lot and like mm-hmm. they don't need to go back to brace anymore so it's anybody's guess what what will happen there but I, th- I personally think just it's uh, the oath pact is done for good, like because there are also theories going around of like we will get new heralds or something like that. But I've personally never been a fan of that.
0: Mm. So, well, as we said, they somehow found some way to shift the oath mm. pact to depend on the single member, so they don't really know yeah everything about it either. So, more questions.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes chapter definitely but it, it, it feels like every few.
0: chapter we get like so much information, like yep. this is a really juicy book,
1: <laughs> yep, like even this chapter it, it it technically it was nothing but a conference, and I still wanted to just go on reading and like, oh, what can we find out find out next so yeah, I it's, know it's was just a really cool change of how like we've got the last scene was like a bar scene or something like that, and like I, great character mode and now we get another mm-hmm. great info dump I guess so that's really cool yeah. to
0: see I mean it's also kind of a character chapter because it we're is, learning yeah. we're learning a lot about our supposed antagonists <laughs> but yeah I was expecting to see like a little bit more about what we had already been kind of <laughs> learning you know Shallan and and Kaladin and, and all of that but this is like let's let's have a, a be a fly on the wall of the enemy's big <laughs> you know, meeting. <laughs> so you can yeah. find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: I mean it Yeah, too. I do too. And I mean we do have a lot of singer lore to catch up with simply because mm-hmm. there's millennia of it. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, definitely cool yeah, to I'm, get these I'm
0: really uh, unversed in the whole singer culture. <laughs> like
1: yeah, but I mean, we haven't learned that much in the f- uh, previous books, so it's all True. good, I guess.
0: <laughs> all right. Anything else you wanted to bring up?
1: No, I think that's about it.
0: Yeah. So that was chapter 14. Gosh, we're getting getting in there. <laughs> um, you can that, find huh? all of these preview chapters, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on tour.com. And then we'll also let you know on 17thshard.com at nine o'clock when they come out. And please come and discuss them on our Discord, on our forums, on um, the the comments section. We love interacting with you. Bye.
1: See you next week. I'm not sure from where yet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see.